Can we say, what Weird. is your, like, when you go to a sub place, what are you getting? Because my main two are just, like, the straight-up cold cuts, like a mm. turkey, bologna, ham, or something, or meatball sub, and it's pretty much just those <sighs> meatball two. Meatball sub. Get okay, first here. of all, I just have a really bad memory of a meat, of meatball subs, so I never do it because of that. Okay. Um, what is your bad memory? <laughs> uh, I was on this road trip to Utah, and we stopped at a Quiznos. And a friend of mine got a meatball sub and he had, he had the braces with like the like elastic bands. And I like had just gotten my food and I went up to him in his car and I, he like rolled down his window and I asked him what he got. And with like a mouthful of marinara sauce and meatball with like (laughs) braces and like the elastic bands and stuff, he's like, I got the meatball man (laughs) out. Oh no. Me and Tyler have kind of been catching up, Chang. Obviously, oh, Tyler's, Tyler's in California right now. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, what you been up to? Uh, we went out to a bookstore this morning, got a, a massive sub for breakfast slash lunch eight one foot subs <laughs> uh it's what it's called the gargantuan from jimmy john's Ooh, oh, pretty, yeah. it's, it's pretty fat around oh, yeah it's real I good love, it's a classic I love jj yeah jimmy john's <laughs> i think jersey mics can hold the cans too but jersey mics can get a little soggy you got to eat it like immediately uh, <laughs> yeah. but i think overall uh i've actually jimmy never john's, done jersey mike it's pretty good Jersey Mike's not bad. I think Firehouse is better than Jersey Mike's. Okay, Firehouse I'm not a fan of, or Quiznos. Quiznos, no, Quiznos, Quiznos no, but Firehouse is pretty good. I think Firehouse is fantastic. I think Emily's kind of a psycho and likes Quiznos a lot. No, I usually get like an Italian sub. And Italian sub, that would be like salami, like oregano, provolone, vinegar, right? Okay. The standby, I believe, is like salami and provolone, and then like Italian dressing. Yes. Yes. I didn't do too much. We just like watched a movie today. I'm still kind of currently working on dinner. <laughs> it was, so we were supposed to, we, well, like, like I said in the thread, I wanted to make a bird this weekend. So I started yesterday. I like oh. dried it out, salted it. Okay. Let oh, it you, you, sit. you like, you did the dry brine? Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. So it's in the oven right now. And I think I pulled it out early because in some parts it's, cooked and then other parts it's not but it's looking real good so what i did was i salted it super heavy and let it sit in the fridge for 24 hours uh pulled it out let it sit for an hour stuffed the skin with butter and thyme right before we left i did the exact same thing i watched a youtuber called binging with babish and he just cooks food and i like watching him but that's how he does it too is he'll like peel the skin away so you can like you know actually salt the meat or or Mm -hmm. season the meat however you need to but then I did that and then I went and got some really nice bacon and I like laid it over the chicken. Ooh, so while it was roasting, okay. it was like baconizing as well. Um, oh, baconizing. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was really good. It's 2012 it again when everyone was obsessed with bacon. <laughs> yeah. With the, you remember bacon chapsticks, bro? Channel? I do not remember bacon chapsticks. That was definitely a thing for a while. It what was that was, YouTube yeah. uh, channel? Where they would do crazy uh, epic meal time. Do you remember that? Oh yeah, vaguely. 
Okay, can All we right. can we first mention how awesome it is? We made it through a season, and this is our season finale. This is in fact the season finale. This is it. Very cool. Uh, I'll pave the way for epic season two, but yeah, uh, yeah, we're letting people know that we're doing season two already. We'll be back, is baby. A, is this an we'll on-air be. production meeting? Back to good. <laughs> uh, thanks for coming, all members of the participating board. Uh, we're gonna take a roll call real quick. Yeah, it's been crazy. <laughs> what did we do? Five episodes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, the first season, really the first season, out, you know, first season of, of the, the Office, office was yeah. six episodes. That's so true. there we go. We put our nose to the grindstone and just cranked him out. <laughs> Got five episodes, and one of them was a bonus episode. <laughs> I do want to show you guys some pictures. What do we got here? Oh, oh no. <laughs> okay. You're going to make too, me do this, this. Is this too much for you right now, Jake? Yes, are you not you in the are, right state of mind? No, this is, this is fine. I'm so confused. None of this should be happening. Um, so this is Steve Harvey uh, wearing exactly what you think Steve Harvey would be wearing. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to be black and white in a place full of color. Uh, he has a velvet. Is it velvet? It it's is, like crushed. It's like crushed velvet. It's like crushed velvet. If not, the lighting is fantastic. Um, a suit jacket with a silk dress shirt buttoned one, two, three, four buttons oh down. My gosh. Um, and uh, it's just seashell printed black and white pants with a tie belt in the front. The tie belt, bro. So that's what we call. Um, uh... What is? Is that a blindfold? He might be holding a blindfold in his hand. <laughs> yeah, what is that? <laughs> uh, yeah. And what, what's he the pose? Is Can you describe the pose? Cross-legged, leaning to the left <laughs> on a nice little balcony parapet. protective... A, a parapet. That's the word I was looking for. A parapet. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, I don't know if that's either the Taj Mahal or a water treatment facility in the far back. Uh, could go either way. <laughs> but yeah. Go. <laughs> I mean, I do think it's safe to say this is somewhere on the Mediterranean. Uh, could yeah, be. Yeah, be yeah, could be. It, it could also be, you know, Downtown it's got LA. it's got Mediterranean qualities. It's also got uh, projects in Queens qualities down there off the right <laughs> of the parapet. There's no way he's looking at the Hudson here, bro. There's, yeah. <laughs> these I'm guys saying, are too clear. I'm saying that there might have been some worlds colliding events happening to get this picture to work <laughs> but yeah it's it's interesting for sure Lots, oh, it's, it's very steve harvey yeah, to be it could steve be harvey. steve harvey that's for During sure corona man it's exactly what you want it to be oh man great all right <laughs> on to the next one and Tyler. as always for those listening you can take a look at the back oh, to no. instagram page to <laughs> no to see what we're looking at too okay all i can say for this next picture is just innovation really straight you know that this person is asian you just know that they're asian just because of how innovative this is have you guys ever uh blown up like a beach ball or like an inflatable (laughs) plastic thing that you take to the beach and you struggled to see where you were going with this at first but now i get it okay yes 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 and you know the little like spigot that you use to like (laughs) say spigot (laughs) to like blow the air into imagine taking that off and like making like a well a straw sized hole in a uh, mass to protect you from COVID and then placing that spigot there with the cap for easy access uh, for your easy access either coffee drinking needs really taking the uh, COVID guidelines to heart COVID's not coming anywhere near this person is what we can say she's she's drinking an iced coffee with a straw 
Straw is through her mask via this installed <laughs> spigot. I don't know. To how keep saying spigot. <laughs> Just gonna interject real quick and say that when when we say COVID is not coming anywhere near this person, we don't mean that it has no chance. It's just that COVID comes up to this person and says, nah, I'm good. (laughs) COVID is either intimidated or annoyed by looking at this person. And it, her persona is what is keeping her from COVID. Chang's up. Last Uh, one. All right. The day off. Oh (laughs) my goodness. At least you made Uh, me Ferris. I really appreciate that. (laughs) Okay. That might be why um, I've seen this movie one time. Oh. Uh, and I only know this because you just said, thanks for making me Ferris. Uh, <laughs> but apparently, this is a scene from what I'm assuming is Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I'm going to put this up there with Treasure Planet on list of need to watch. Oh, oh no. No, oh. you got to put it above Treasure Planet. Yeah, okay. this, is much, this is you much higher priority. Very much like the Doc Ock photo. Uh, some masterful Photoshop work going on here. Yeah, really some real seamless, high quality, honestly. real Can't high quality really stuff. I don't know where you got Tyler's photo from, <laughs> and which wind tunnel he's in, in order to have gotten this poofiness on the hair. But uh, it is, it is prime poof. I gotta say, he looks like he's posing for a dental magazine. <laughs> um, but only well, if you want to talk about my poof, why don't you talk about your poof? Dude? No, my poof. Everyone, this is like intense poof at that point my poof is full-blown you know those uh the the chickens that have the hair that come over their eyes that's that that, that's that that, that's my poof on my hair and then uh taylor there in the middle with the iconic uh yet to be debuted classic ish uh alien 90s glasses yes that that exact that's that's me can you send that can you download that and send that to me ty i'll put that in the gallery yeah okay for sure okay so for chang since he doesn't know yeah, these characters the besides Ferris. Tyler is portraying Ferris Bueller. I am portraying Sloan, obviously. Right. Uh, and <laughs> Chang is portraying Cameron. I actually think that these photos fit better in the frame than the actual, the actual actor's faces. 100%. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, and if Chang is really curious about where I got Tyler's photo, this is from the IG official post for Tyler and Adelina. Oh, Oh, this is that photo. (laughs) This is that photo. This is the age of Adelina photo. That is straight up. (laughs) Do we know what museum this is? I always forget what Uh, museum they go to in Ferris Bueller. Just like the Museum of Chicago. Honestly, it doesn't even look like a real museum. Museum in Ferris Bueller. I'm Googling it. It's the Art Institute. Great job, Chicago. Great job naming your art museum. (laughs) This is my my museum. Uh, It's called the uh, Art Institute. And for those wondering, that was my impression of Dusty. <laughs> I actually thought Dusty was on this call for a second. I like Star Wars Rebels. Hey. <laughs> um, here's the 27th meme of Star Wars that she said on Instagram. Uh, um, I hope you like it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's staying oh. in <laughs> for sure well, dusty doesn't oh, listen man. to this okay does um, dusty even listen to this probably i actually not. don't know if sure he's a confirmed not. listener or not okay i'm gonna invito le kevion hey. oh yo 
dude. What's up, That's Ronnie? Right. right? Swan song oh. in the building. I wonder How's if I going? should get one. What's up, baby boy? Dude, looking good, man. Whoa, dude, can you turn? Poster yeah, yeah. Can, can you turn for a half second? Ooh, Ooh. look at that. that I have that one, one. too. Oh. <laughs> Oh man, oh, it's boy. good to see you, man. My goodness. Um, Kevin Jones. Well, as, as soon nice as you texted you me, man, and you're like, let's do this, I just started growing it back out. And the wife is not so happy about it, but I was like, <laughs> we got to throw it back. <laughs> so you didn't have actually, it before I texted you? Uh, now that I'm actually an adult, I can grow it kind of quickly. So let's go. <laughs> it looks fun. really good. It looks like you've had it for a while. Uh, in person, I don't know what looks on the camera. It's, it's pretty stringy in some spots still. <laughs> in person, you can't tell that I put just for men in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Precisely. I mean, going back, trying to get to that point where. Oh wow! Well. But that's look at my that. favorite era. I need to introduce Tyler to Kevin and introduce Kevin to Tyler. So Kevin, Tyler, Tyler, Kevin. Am I Kevin, or my Tyler? I I could be Kevin. All if, right. Uh, I can't grow mustache though. So. Get a sharpie. <laughs> when was the last time you tried, Tyler? Oh, I've never tried. <laughs> <laughs> I just know how do I you can. know man yeah. I, well I've like missed shaving a few days and that doesn't tell half the story <laughs> man if you, if you try to grow it at least after like the first couple of weeks definitely avoid like playgrounds and like school areas <laughs> <laughs> if you go out at night try and keep your face lit so people aren't surprised by it like right. if you walk oh, God. <laughs> yeah did, we did bring Kevin on for the specific reason of talking about <clears throat> the finale of the Mandalorian season two which funny enough is going to be the finale episode for season one of Back to Good as well. Also should be warned that if for whatever reason you haven't watched it yet, you should probably stop this episode right now. If you're one of the four people on Earth who still haven't seen it, <laughs> pause a podcast, think about your life for a moment, and then go watch <laughs> The Mandalorian. I really love that scene. Bubba and Mando go in to like rally the troops, right? Mm -hmm. And they start getting into it, and I love that Bo-Katan immediately recognized his voice, and she just thinks he's like, Yeah, a, a oh man, player. I was gonna cool. say the same yeah. thing. That was my, like, cool. like, my favorite point, because like, they must just think that it's like stolen armor. Like, they were probably about to like, get up all on him just to rip the armor off of him, but they really don't know the whole story. And then once he said my father, they're just kind of like, oh yeah, donor. Like, they still don't know. But <laughs> right. I love that scene, man. <laughs> They really got into so it. Much. Bo Katan immediately stops them and says, like, save it for the imps, you know, and trying to be that leader, which is what she's been striving for since we've seen her in this season. That's the other thing, though, that like stood out to me in that whole scene and really throughout the whole episode is that Axe Loves or whatever his name is, the other Mandalorian, isn't in this entire is episode. He's not there at yeah. all. I saw a tweet from that actor because people were sending him messages asking where he was in the finale. And he said specifically, like, it's going to be explained. Like, he's, he's like, oh, I overslept on shooting day. I really like how they infiltrated. Um, Moth Gideon's ship, fake distress call. That was very cool. And then they just plowed through a bunch of stormtroopers <laughs> with their ship. Yeah. And they were like, all right, we're in. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> well, I love that scene too, because like they crash land right there and then they walk up and they're like, hey, what are you doing? You can't, like, they're like, you can't park here. <laughs> like, you got to let the other TIE fighters out. They don't get it yet. They still don't understand. Like, I don't know, maybe it just says something to the level of TIE fighter pilots and just general Imperial pilots. They're like, yeah, clearly he's parking in the no parking zone. Like, she's like, like we're just right, sending it sure. that's yeah, it that's it she's full like there's no <laughs> she's like just to make sure i unplug the brakes we're going <laughs> but i'm a fan of how no 
matter who he tells it to, the second that he mentions that they have the kid, everyone is immediately, immediately on board, regardless of their relationship to Grook. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, I saw that kid one time with you. Yeah, I will risk my entire livelihood and everything that I own to go save <laughs> It would what work even do? if you hadn't met the kid. Like, if he walked in and hold up, like, a Polaroid of <laughs> Grogu, he'd be like, they took this kid. They'd be like, all right, what, like, with the shotgun, like, let's go get him. Right. Because even Bill Burr is like, oh my god, they got oh, yeah. that kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that was his that life is right prior to this one. It's one of my first. It's not that... even a character. It's just a dude. It is. It's just... it's, it's, it's it's a Bill Bird with with a Mayfield name tag. Right. Is all it is. It's some dude from Boston hey, I'm, I'm who is now in the Star Wars universe. <laughs> what do you think about the name Grogu? Some of the people involved with Star Wars now already have weird names, and I feel like one of them must have just been getting their their like Carbo- their Starbucks coffee one day, and like that's how the barista put their name on the cup or something. And they're like, what would like a drunk German guy sound like falling downstairs? And they're like, oh, girl, goo. Like, sorry. Not a huge fan of it. Like, like, at this point, everyone's just used to Baby Yoda. Like, there's like, merch still says Baby Yoda on it. I'm sure they're going to start rolling out new stuff that actually says Oh, you mean the child? Or, yeah, the child. I'm sorry. Anything's better than the child. Uh, I wish they would have gave him like a really normal name. Like, (laughs) (laughs) Frank. Yeah. This is Daniel. They took Jeff and everyone would be like, we're on board, let's go save him. Not Jeff. Obviously moving into season three, there's going to be some aspects of the previous two seasons that will be missing. Maybe. We'll, we'll, <laughs> namely, see. we'll see how they do it. Namely the fact that... Jeff. <laughs> Jeff, if you will, uh, won't be Trevor. in it. How do we will feel not? about how they ended this season? I'm going to let Chang... Should we let Chang go first? No, 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 no. Don't let no. Chang go first. Let Kevin go first because all of us know all three of our opinions i want to get like a fresh opinion and then okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. go after i feel like kevin should go last because of that because i feel like he would have the most insight that's kind of how i feel i want to hear what this okay. is because there's been some fair. hype that's building fair. up to okay. it and i really hope that it's like that's fair like he wants like max weibo to like the piano player from java's palace <laughs> to like be the one that comes to save tiny blue elephant. <laughs> yeah the, t- okay. the, the little fampy from pokemon to show up and save grogu i really hope that's his theory here <laughs> the dark trooper's secret weakness is music (laughs) yeah specifically sweet circular keyboards the x-wing comes in and starts floating into the base what are you thinking at this point while you're watching it um i've only seen it once so far i've noticed the x-wing was blue correct or was it just on my screen it was like on a cctv so it was black and white i think it i if i can jump in because sure i think it's Uh, i think it's a throwback to the original trilogy movies before the george lucas edits before the x-wings actually had all the distinct red markings the color didn't pick them up and it looked black all the red trim looked black instead of red and i think it's a throwback on those screens to make it kind of look like that got it okay so because it wasn't red on what i saw i didn't think that it was luke also i didn't want it to be luke uh but that's fine I, i've come around to the idea since then but no I'll, no I'll you're sp- my, you were supposed to stay my, in that mind i'll frame. give you my original thought so <laughs> he froze um, you I in time man you can't come out of that <laughs> i didn't want it to be luke i think just because i wanted it to be ezra uh and then he came, comes in and it's revealed that it's luke at that point I was not a fan because I did want to be Ezra. However, the bigger issue I have with it was kind of the way that the whole like last few minutes were written out. Because we've had like two seasons of like 
Mando and the kid all together. And then like, it almost felt like consensual kidnapping <laughs> a little bit. Go. It was like, it was like so sudden that like, he's like, I'm showing up, I'm taking the kid and now we're gone. It was really moving and all that when he took his helmet off and they had their moment and it was this parallel to Luke seeing Vader, his face for the first time. Oh, wow. That's, okay. a, that's, a, good, that's a good point. I love that. But I think it was slightly diminished in the fact that he had already taken his helmet off in the previous episode. I feel like that whole sequence of the Bill Burr episode where he takes off his helmet could have been avoided and it was almost like pointless. I think yep. the reason why they did it is to show Bill Burr's character how important it was and, and show the audience how important it was for Din to get these coordinates. And yeah, so he takes off his helmet and we're like, whoa, like he really, really wants to. I, I mean, I feel like they could have sacrificed that aspect of letting the audience know how important it is to Din and have such an epic reveal yeah. season finale in front of everyone, but mostly just for the kid. Right. And I, I think it could have been easily solved and they could have made Bill Burr's character even cooler in the fact that he, it could have got to the point where Mando felt he needed to remove his helmet. And he stopped and, him. And, and Bill Burr said, no, I know how important mm. that is to you and stepped in. I think that would have been a That would have been nice. I, but having said that, I really love that ending in this episode. But to get back to Chang's whole thing there about being kind of bummed that it was Luke Skywalker, I wanted Which it to be Luke I, Skywalker. I will say that at this point, I have come around after it being <laughs> okay. explained to me. Okay, I'm just going to explain where I'm I was at when I was watching it time. for the first time. So my mindset watching it for the first time, that whole week, this whole last week, waiting for the episode to come, and I'd been talking previously, even before this week's episode coming in, that I wanted it to be Luke Skywalker, and I've wanted Luke Skywalker somehow in this series, because they've talked about how this is bridging the gap and showing you what happened between the Empire and the First Order. And obviously a huge part of that is Luke Skywalker. And like many Star Wars fans, I'm fairly disappointed with where Luke Skywalker went. It was slightly redeemed, but clearly there's some stuff there that really touches a lot of nerves on Star Wars fans. So I really wanted them to bring some sort of redemption to Luke Skywalker. And as soon as they got to that bridge and it seemed like they're doomed and they said there's a ship approaching, and I'm like, okay, here it is. Who is it going to be? And they said it's the next one. I was like, yeah, it's Luke. There's no other, I don't know how anyone wouldn't think it was not Luke. It's like his famous X-Wing. I feel like Disney spoiled it a little bit in my mind because they announced all these new shows and, and movies and stuff coming forward. And as soon as they announced the Ahsoka show that's coming out, I, I knew right away it's not going to be Ezra because he's going to get his own tie-in and his own big reveal in that series. Mm, probably in the Ahsoka finale. <laughs> exactly. So as soon as it was his X-Wing, I was like freaking out. I was like, really? I was like pacing back and forth a little bit. <laughs> and I was just like, okay, it's definitely Luke. And then it cuts back to him in the hangar. And I'm like trying to look at the X-Wing really quick. I'm like, is R2 with him? Is R2 mm. in the X-Wing with him? Um, and, and it's not my own theory, but I had the theory like, what if R2 was the one that saved Grogu from the temple? You know, what if they met? And mm. as he makes it, if, as, as they all finally make it there, and then R2 comes out from behind Luke, and they had this interaction like they knew each other. Yeah, they definitely did. They, have it, oh, yeah. this, this... it clearly seemed like they knew each other or yeah, they met. you're not it, wrong. It could also just kind of be like R2 being like, hey, I've seen another one of your species. That's mm. weird. But Round two, son. It. He brings up the little zapper. <laughs> the, the, 
the parallels in this episode to other Star Wars things is so moving. And like, if you go on YouTube right now and you can watch like hardcore fans' reactions to this, most of the fans like crying, really emotional. And I felt it. I was like hyped. And most of the texts I got uh, Friday and Saturday were people saying that they were crying. Yeah, it's I, like it's I a big a deal. Friend. Like that's the character, man. Like that's Star yeah. Wars is Luke Skywalker for for most everybody. And that his parallel with his father, where he got his own like Rogue One scene, like everyone's talking about it, where mm. he just goes like all out down a tight Bananas. hallway. It's everything I wanted really from Luke, except for I was really expecting, I don't know if you guys thought about it, but I was really hoping it would be Luke and I was expecting if it was Luke that it was gonna be Sebastian Stan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, him. yeah. Because I think- if they're if they're really gonna introduce Luke Skywalker again, are they really gonna CGI him for every single episode going forward? Like yeah. they're not gonna yeah. have character arcs, but that's we'll a great point. So I think I think the problem, and I think the reason why Disney didn't do it is because people have been speculating and wanting Sebastian Stan to play Luke for over a year, like a while. And so I think if like this entire, the entire cast for this movie was leaked a long time ago. And so I think um, if Sebastian Stan had shown up in the leaks anywhere, it would have been game over for keeping the secret. I think they went with a nobody to play the, the, the double and then they superimposed his face for the sake of keeping it spoiler free, basically. I really hope that we get more Luke in other series. And I do really hope that now that, you know, the cat's kind of out of the bag in there, like Mark Hamill's open to it and Disney is open to reusing the character in this timeline. There's been all this symbolism of he wears the black robes because he's conflicted, right? He goes from white to gray to black through the first movies. And it's this deep, conflicted feeling. And when he resists the temptation of the dark side and his shirt opens back up and it's showing, it's exposing the gray or the white again. It's been talked about even by George Lucas that he's he's successfully avoided the dark side and has gone back to being a Jedi. And that symbol for hope is you brought out. This is almost 10 years later at this point where we are in the Mandalorian and he's back in his full black setup. And I can't help but think that maybe they're they're starting to give us some insight into the fact that maybe he's overconfident or maybe he's kind of abusing his power because he, as cool as it was when he crushes mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. trooper at the yeah. end, that's actually like a forbidden thing for Jedi. Right. Like, sure. Yeah, that's a, an exclu- a dark side exclusive, if you will. Right. It's and, to and freeze is that, someone and crush them. And I feel like maybe they're- Is exclusive to, to humans or, or to sentient beings or e- anything, even, even droids? To a, to a Jedi and it's forbidden for like anything um but yeah to the point of it being a droid maybe but if you look back in like the OG Clone Wars um Mace Windu actually does it to Grievous and that's why Grievous has like his breathing asthmatic problems mm-hmm. the whole time but that's like a forbidden thing and I can't help but think maybe they're alluding to him being still in kind of a, a bad state and this okay. is where it starts to get out of control for him and what okay. leads him to maybe these potential mm. downfalls at least for me and I've talked about this I think with each of you individually in different threads but the reason i love luke's moment his return in this episode and to star wars overall so much is because this is like the almost the exact scene that i wanted to happen mm. uh when star wars came back in 2015 mm. with force awakens like this would like i remember the <laughs> i had a before back to good i had a another podcast um <laughs> well, it through well. one pilot episode uh <laughs> called that war in the stars which i did with my good friend and uh upcoming guest of the pod wesley villalobos um where we predicted uh what episode seven would be like and my main prediction and desire for episode seven was that in the third chapter of the movie luke would come in 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 a dire situation and light the place up sure 
with the old green lightsaber and just tear it apart. That was my biggest hope and my biggest dream for that movie. Obviously, like coming out of the theater, I was still floored with the movie because at the end of the day, Star Wars was back. <laughs> and saw it that had, tiny little head head head. It had been <laughs> literally 10 years. It had been literally 10 years since a Star Wars movie came out. So it was a big deal no matter what. But the fact that even though I didn't get that scene, basically in any of the sequel trilogy movies, I got a, a resemblance of it, a version of it in this episode. It like, it felt like 20 years of Star Wars fandom like paid off basically. What do we think about, okay, one, obviously, um, Boba Fett getting his own show is the crazy coolest thing that I, I pretty much never thought would ever happen. But then also to the fact that they kind of retconned Bib for uh, Fortina's death because you had you had brought this up to me. He technically didn't die, and I forget what it, it, it was in. There was like some little side thing because he showed up in like some comics or something stupid like that, like some okay. brief cameo. But right when they start, like right when Luke got his lightsaber from R two and everything started just to really fall apart for them out by the Sarlacc pit, mm-hmm. apparently he was just like peace and like. <laughs> <laughs> he like straight up got on like a little like escape pod and just got out of there and went straight back to Jabba's palace. Like when everyone is okay, like they'll come back and they never came back. So he's just like, I guess I'm in charge. <laughs> and clearly okay. he put on the pounds. So, I yeah. I like that. That's cool. Um, so then basically what all basically all that means is that there's just some outdated information on StarWars.com uh, because in his like yeah. They have an obituary for him, basically. They say that, like, he died on uh, on Jabba's yacht or whatever it is at the Sarlacc pit. Kevin, yeah. what I want to ask you is how do you feel about his fresh paint and the fact that his oh. armor is not mm. distressed anymore? Oh, so nice. Uh, I like it. It still has some stress on it. I'm glad that they didn't like, like, oh, I really repaired it. And like, he took the dent out of his helmet. Um, <laughs> I'm glad that that's all like good. Um, I just, I know that it's because he was wearing like his robes, but when it was really cool when they revealed him in his armor and all that, but his dad bod when mm. he was like full on like Krispy yeah, Kreme daddy. donut daddy, mm. like he needed out of there. But to get back to Boba Fett, where I actually saw this episode potentially going was not with um, Bo or even Mando getting the Darksaber. I thought somehow it was all a scheme by Boba Fett to I'll be like yeah I'm gonna help you like I'm indebted to you to help you get the child back I thought for sure he was being skeevy and is like I'm after that dark saber too mm, um, like acting like he doesn't care about Mandalore the and, whole time and, then and I, I, sh- I straight Snatch up thought it. that like he would get Grogu back but then he would like full-on trick them or like set up Bo-Katan to fell and get the dark saber and peace out because everyone so far has given him grief for not being an actual Mandalorian. So for him to actually defeat Dang. someone and take back the, the Darksaber would have been pretty rad. That would have been, been bonkers cool. <laughs> that would have been pretty sweet. So I think there's some confusion about the state of the planet Mandalore at this point. So I, I believe it's in Rebels. Um, at one point, there's a faction of mandalorians who decide that they're going to side with the empire part of that goes to like their traditions like it's whoever defeats our ruler is actually just the new ruler like they're all Mm -hmm. about their honor system so it's going along with that so i have a feeling that on mandalore um there might be some of those remaining mandalorians who still sympathize with the empire Mm. um because no one's there to actually lead over them no one's wielding the saber over them except for maybe gideon still but i like boba fett's um comment there like they you know the empire turned that place to glass because it's like mostly like a sand planet and they have like these really cool structures is how it's like drawn out and sketched for us in like clone wars and stuff and i can't help but think that the imperials is, is going back to 
that mission that um, Bill Burr's character was talking about where they, with Thrawn and all that, where they just like burnt and nuke down the planet. Mm-hmm. And if it's all sand and they just like set it all ablaze, it literally turned all the sand of Mandalore into glass. Mm-hmm. Like it's, I, I think it's just like desolate now, except for like a few right. remaining Imperial loyalists um, mm-hmm. and, and maybe even some mm-hmm. Mandalorians. I feel like the first step, at least, even if the planet may be not desolate, maybe there is a few stragglers, the first step in either one of those plans is for her to get the Darksaber. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, that is what plays in, and there's all these theories going around right now, because if you go back again to Rebels and throughout Clone Wars, and you follow, like, where the Darksaber has been, at one point, Bo is given the Darksaber. She didn't have mm-hmm. to win it in battle. And yeah, she right, was, beca- And it's like a symbol of hope there. Right, and she refuses to take it. Like, she straight up just refuses to take it right there, and Gideon knows exactly why like he really rubs it in her face like she's not going to take it because i think that's going back to what her her purpose is or what her goal is to take back mandalore is maybe previously because it clearly failed for her she didn't earn being the leader of mandalore by just Mm -hmm. accepting the dark saber she has to actually right. earn it and prove that she is strong enough and a true leader. I see. That she can take it. For, the, well, for so those who may still be on Mandalore. Who exactly, are that's what he sympathizers. says. Right, because all of when, when Sabine gave it to her, it was in front of like a crowd of like, mm-hmm. a, yep. like a bunch of different factions of Mandalorians at the yep. end of Rebels. And, and so maybe all it. those people, yeah, and Gideon... all those people might be familiar mm-hmm. with those traditions. And like, okay. while like the ones in the front row might be like, yeah, whatever, that's cool. There might be a whole right. bunch of people that aren't down with it. And I think he says like, I, I, I can't remember the actual quote, but doesn't he say like they're uh, the Mandalorian people are uh, a people of stories or something like that or, or legends yep. and like Yeah, he says the sword, the sword doesn't give power, the story does. Exactly. exactly. That was, yeah, yeah, that's a, which by the way, what a great line. But, it's an awesome um, line. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is as important as the sword itself is the story of how she got it and i think that's why it ties in so nicely with the fact that there may or the the idea that there may be mandalorian sympathizers on sure. mandalore now because they know gideon is in possession of that saber yeah yep. and if she just shows up with it and he's like hey yeah i'm just like in jail they're like you didn't defeat him and <laughs> if they find out that it was actually mando who did it with a beskar spear basically mm. they're gonna be like yeah he he did it that's a that's the story <laughs> that's our right? guy. <laughs> so it's it's that's definitely where next season is going because they're gonna have to find some way for her to legit earn it without killing off the show's lead character right well that's what taylor was saying is he's wondering if uh, uh book 10 gonna be a villain in the next season or something any more predictions for season three? I think near the end of season three, we are going to find out that Luke, in fact, cannot train Grogu for one reason or another. And I think in talking with Taylor, he had a good point that it's because he's still just too connected to the to Mando. And I feel like um, Luke might start to see how his connection or Anakin's connection to Padme and these these strong connections can lead people to the dark side. Mm. And maybe he's going mm. to step away from that. Yeah. Mm. Which okay. then ties further into what to he Kylo becomes Ren. to Kylo Ren is he realizes that he is too attached to his family or that Luke is too attached to him or he's too afraid to lose something because of his family, just like his father. And that's where we ended up in the Star Wars film that shall not be named. Hey man, if they can find a way to like make it make sense, I'm I'm all for that. That's fine. I don't really think we're going to see it play out, but I think I think at you, some you point can, in you season can tie three, the, yeah, connect the dots yourself. Yeah, They're I at think least at some point in season a, three, a Luke's going to show up with Grogu and say, "Save my it, baby." <laughs> This baby ate all my eggs for the last time. (laughs) (laughs) And honestly, like, it would make sense because he wouldn't even go with Luke until he got Din's permission. That whole parallel was also very cool to me 
as far as like uh, Annie's scene in Phantom Menace when he leaves his mother with and with Qui Gon was like it was all yeah so well, similar. He, he goes back to his mom like twice, right? Like he, he doesn't want to leave. She still packs him up, says bye, and then he goes and runs back to her. It's the same strong connection. Transitioning away from this episode solely, let's do a, a highlight reel for for the season. Before I give my comment, I can't help but rejoice in the fact that I'm definitely hearing some trademark Chang nose whistle. <laughs> oh yeah, it's there. <laughs> so I'm glad I mean, would it, be, would it be a back to good episode without that? <laughs> we we always need more. We always need more nose whistle, man. We just got to leave it in at this yeah. point. It needs to be its own segment. Like, it's a trademark. Like, I got because like we. Uh, I am. I am having a conversation with Tyler about upgrading everyone's mics, but like I think we're gonna do it to everyone except Chang. Yeah, so we if anything, it. we're gonna find like a way segment. for him to get his microphone closer to his nose. Yeah, it needs. It needs to be its own segment, like. Like nose, like nose to nose with Chang or something. It's just like a spinoff, like yeah. a compilation cut of all the nose whistles. We just give uh-huh. it Chang a twenty-minute yeah. monologue segment. Yeah, which is season like, one, Chang's nose whistles greatest moments, where he's required to do like two hundred jumping jacks right before he does the monologue, and then yeah. you tell him anytime he takes a breath, it has to be through his nose. Yes, precisely. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> but as far as wrapping up season two, I was really nervous coming out of season one that it would start to let me down because, frankly, that's been Star Wars a little bit. They start to let you down at some point. Uh, this season got way better. And their introduction of Ahsoka was, I think, perfectly done. Um, that was one that was spoiled to your point earlier about potentially if they saw Sebastian Stan anywhere in the credits or anything, people would know right away. And they kind of, everyone knew who Ahsoka, who would play Ahsoka. And yeah. I kept denying yeah, it, really. but it was still really, really well done. It tied in how they would get Luke involved, all that perfectly. And what I love about this show is that because it's people who love Star Wars genuinely, they keep dropping in things, even if they just mention something to bring something back into canon or to recanonize something or to confirm it's coming. Like they, they mentioned Thrawn, like that's the quest right now. And I, I love that they're clearly pleasing the fans who've been with Star Wars for the long haul in a very entertaining way that's bringing in new Star Wars fans. It's definitely keeping Star Wars a lot alive. And we can see that by how much Disney is about to start releasing that's Star Wars related. There, there's a lot of cool stuff. Bro. And it's opened the door for all, all these cool canon <laughs> the characters. The amount of money they're dumping into Star Wars right now is ludicrous. Yeah, well, they, they thought, okay, well, the sequel movies, we basically just ruined it and poured the money straight into the toilet. So why don't we try again? We'll spend a bunch more money, and we'll actually make the fans happy. And we'll spend a lot less money. Yeah, and I don't know. It's crazy. It seems like it's really successful, and people are happy with it. What a concept. <laughs> bringing in a little bit more for like the super fans a little bit they have like tiny little easter eggs i really like especially in that um ahsoka uh, um the ahsoka episode where as she's walking through the forest you see little mirai on the branch oh, yeah. which yep. is still one of my most uh i have issues with that arc but it's one of my favorite arcs. <laughs> it would have been pretty rad actually if mando and, and grogu walked under it and it just duped straight on his best car <laughs> and he just like and he would like put his hand on his gun and then just kept walking like he was just supposed to like blowing it right out of the tree <laughs> a great deleted scene no doubt yeah that'd be amazing <laughs> She's, awesome. and then Ahsoka, like the next morning like Ahsoka's like where is <laughs> hey, have you guys seen an, uh, a little owl looking he's like thing? he's like rotisserying it and he's like mm-hmm. no I've not seen nope no, I don't know what that is <laughs> no this is a womp rat <laughs> We'll have to have Kevin <laughs> back. Like intense right okay. okay. When I first heard it, like when you came back in, I was like, did I miss it? Like when he took his headset off, did he put like a, a whistle on it? Like, 
<laughs> like this has been rigged from the beginning. Fan. Yeah, like he has like the world's tiniest harmonica that he just like <laughs> sets <laughs> on his mouthpiece. It's He's our Bob Dylan. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> now we'll oh, have man. to have Kevin back for some for some oh, Brooklyn for stories. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, we got. We got we, we, there, there's there's a legendary party story with Sergio Ruiz. If yes. if you want to get into it, and the tightest of all tight shirts. Yes. A and leather four, pants. A, a four foot nothing Hispanic kid with five pubic hairs on his lip somehow getting like seven women to like go get ice cream and like go look at the stars on the roof like well there's like all these like macho men you're not threatening man i guess but at at, like what point are you also just regarded as like the little friend that you pat on the head like (laughs) somehow he's like okay let's go all right like like did like this shuffle on out of the room and like they all like followed him doing the merengue like up onto the roof. It was crazy. Yeah, yeah. times. Yeah, we'll just have to tell that story another time. Uh, another time. But yeah, I think uh, this will be a reoccurring thing uh, if if Back to Good is still a thing when these other shows premiere and have season finales. So and then it'll spin off into a whole other Star Wars podcast. Yeah, um, right. <laughs> which will uh, probably also only last one episode, uh, <laughs> along with my last podcast. I'm enjoying this, man. Though I, I've, I've been enjoying listening to it. Like I started to get pretty heated, though. I forget which. Like it was either one or two where. You guys started to discuss Beatles for a moment. Ooh. Oh, and yeah. That was the, Our bonus episode. On the Beatles. That was bro, the bonus episode. <laughs> bro, I am obsessed with the Beatles. You were at my wedding this year, man. And my first dance with my wife is a Beatles song. That's and true. her first dance with her dad, or her dance with her dad was a Beatles song. And then he rewrote Obla Di Obla Da to fit for us. Mm-hmm. So clearly I'm pretty into the Beatles and you're Dang. like, I'm kind of tired of talking about the Beatles. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I was like, all right, like Zen. And then you're like, yeah, no, tired of talking about Beatles. Like it's all overrated. And then I'm like, okay, give me a knife. Well, okay. First of all, I never <laughs> said the Beatles were overrated. No, no. It's just that vibe that people like get on. Like everyone always talks about the Beatles, which I totally get it, man. Like Everyone Beatles, does always talk about the Beatles. Always, but I'm on the same page with you, man. I like my favorite Beatles album is Help. Mm. Like I love early Beatles, especially when they were like all having fun and like Joe and stuff and mm-hmm. then as they started to get more serious like the music is still really good i love the later albums but like i listen to like nothing but early beatles like all the time it so. is the better beatles enjoying the podcast so great. it's it's great it's stuff thanks man thanks man mm-hmm. we got we got you put uh, zero work into it so that really means a lot to us all right let's wrap yeah. it up um i have your outro music i do um is it any, on theme it yes. is on theme oh, sweet it's i love it when stuff theme. is on theme Kevo, do we need to plug anything for you? Uh, What's your IG? I would like to plug, I don't really, but I would (laughs) like to plug mustaches i would like to plug oh well just in general oh oh no like how i just came off the wall but i would love to plug for the listeners uh for the listeners star wars just betrayed me and the star wars poster behind me just tried to go yeah we'll 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 put the clip up there my star wars poster literally just fell behind me and was like hello there but um, I would you love talk about to... Ryan Johnson like that. <laughs> Real quick, I'd love to just shout out mustaches. Go for it. And if you're a lady. Um, and then I would love to shout out 11-year-aged Lagavulin Nick Opperman. Hey. Scotch. Let's go. So that's what I'm up to these days. So on brand. <laughs> Good to know. I'll, I'll, I'll definitely pick it up. Yeah, man. All right. Awesome. All right. Great having you, Kevin. Hit the music. Love you, bro. Me too, guys. We'll catch you soon. soon.